Well, speaking of Connecticut, a guy who spends a lot of time there now mm-hmm. in Bristol is on the phone, P.K. Subban. How's it going this morning, P.K.? Oh, it's going well. I just finished sculpting my guns in the gym, so I'm ready to attack today, the last day of the week here. I like it. I like it. you got to start early on a Friday. Are you a Riri guy, PK? You excited for the Super Am Bowl? Am I a Riri guy, as in Rihanna? Yes, sir. Um, you know what? I'm, I'm, I like Rihanna. I like the, the fact that, uh, you know, she's kind of, I feel like she's stayed true to herself in terms of her culture, which I love, where she's from. Mm-hmm. And uh, she kind of beats to her own drum, which I like as well. You know, when you get to that level of fame and success, um, you know, and she's, she's I'm happy to see now she's, you know, starting a family, settling down. And she's, she's just been amazing throughout her career. So I think it's a well-deserved opportunity. I can't wait to watch her. Yeah, she's going to be fantastic, and I, I always love the Super Bowl. It's one of my favorite weekends uh, of the year, and I'm curious what it was like in the NHL when it comes to Super Bowl parties with the boys. Like, was it always a big event? Did you get together with the team? Was it, you know, all-out beers, wings? You got square games going on, all that jazz? What was it like, uh, you know, the Super Bowl weekend with, uh, with your NHL compadres? You know what? As a kid growing up, there were always these big weekends and big events. Like for me, when I was younger, it was always the FIFA World Cup, right? And whenever FIFA World Cup would come on, it always seemed like I had power skating or something that I had to do geared towards hockey, and I never got to watch it. So I learned at a young age that I had to be focused on what I had to do. Now that, like, you know, I have a little bit more time on my hands, it's the same thing. It's like, you know, very rarely have we been able to kind of watch the Super Bowl, depending on where we are. But um, I wanted to actually go to the Super Bowl this year. Um, but because of the game that I'm doing in Nashville, I couldn't go on Monday. So hopefully I get a chance to go next year. But now I watch it. I, I don't want to miss it. Every year it seems like there's there's always funny commercials and storylines behind it. And um, the performance last year was just unbelievable. You know what I mean? When you yeah. think yeah. about the Super Bowl performance last year, so I don't want to miss it this year. I'll be watching. Yeah, when Fifty dropped from the ceiling, there's oh a little hidden gosh. surprise. Like my ten year old me yeah. was was I was insane at that point. I was like, oh my god, it's yeah. Fifty, loved it. Uh, it's PK Subban on the phone right now, and and you mentioned there PK when you were a kid growing up in Toronto, and and we're where it all started for you right now. You partnered with Craft Hockeyville. Can you tell us a little bit about why this initiative is important to you, and also maybe a little bit about your hockey community growing up in Toronto? Yeah, just you know what, partnering with Craft Hockeyville is specifically to help grow the game in our communities and continue to grow it. You know, hockey's our our national sport, and it's something that I'm passionate about. Obviously, I'm passionate about the game and what it's been able to do to me, and we want to share those stories, you know, for people that, you know, come to Canada and, you know, and raise a family. We want them to look at hockey as an opportunity for their kids to not just play in the NHL, but but learn and develop social skills because, you know, that was the biggest thing that I took from the game was just connecting with so many different people from so many different backgrounds and, you know, I think I owe a lot to that locker room and playing the game of hockey. So, you know, wanting to continue to spread that across Canada and through different communities, and I think that this partnership with Craft Hockey Bill does that. Um, you know, and whenever you can attach, you know, uh, financial stability and financial support to a program that's really, you know, uh, promoting inclusiveness and diversity and getting people to support their communities and make a difference in their communities, not just through whether it's getting funding for an arena 
um, for their local arena, but also just like connecting with people in their community, bringing the community together. I think that's really, really important. And that's something uh, that's always been important to me. So when you think about a grand prize of $250,000 in arena upgrades, that's a lot of money for a small community across Canada. That's a lot of money for any community, really. So uh, I'm in full support with this. And when the opportunity uh, was presented to me, it was a no-brainer. I think that we're both kind of parallel in terms of being aligned. Yeah, such a great initiative, and it got me kind of thinking about minor hockey and minor hockey memories. We know how much hockey is part of, of the fabric right. in this community here in Toronto. PK, do you have a minor hockey game that stands out in your head, like one game where you just popped off for eight or nine points or, or one where you won a championship? Right. What minor hockey game stands out to you? I, I, uh, I um, you know what? I, I've had a few. I think that probably my best minor hockey Actually, no. You know what? I got to talk about this one. When I was about eight years old, um, I had been traded, believe it or not. I had been <laughs> traded from uh, the, the, the Red Wings, the Toronto Red Wings. I just, I, you know, I, I remember this. Only I, in the GTHL. I, Can you trade an eight-year-old? <laughs> hold on, guys. One second. All right. Yeah, so, so I had been traded... At about eight years old, I was traded from the Toronto Red Wings to the Mississauga Reps. It took, you know, I think it was a situation where they just there was players on the Reps that wanted to come and be at the Red Wings, and um, you know the way the GTHL is. There's a ton of politics. And oh yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. Deal with a lot in my minor hockey career. So, you know, uh, I remember this. You know, I just wanted to kind of go out and play. Like, you know, my parents, guys. They never, like, we didn't, we didn't talk about, we watched the NHL on TV, but, like, that wasn't like, that wasn't like my parents were like, oh, you're training to play in the NHL. Like, it was never like that for me. Right. It was like, oh, you know what? PK's enjoying it. He's having fun. And I just happened to be good at it, you know? <laughs> so, you know, there was tons of jealousy anyway. So I get traded from the Red Wings to the refs. And I remember the first game that I played against them, because I was, I was probably the best player in my age group at eight years old. You know, I was one of the only kids that could, you know, raise a slap shot. Like, I could hit the crossbar from the red line at, like, eight years old with my slap shot. So I remember we're playing at Chesswood Arena, and I'll never forget. Great barn, rink, too. Uh, it was in rink three. It was in rink three. I'll never forget. And uh, I, I feel like the whole city of Toronto – came out to watch this game. And it was, the arena was packed. And you know the way the GTHL is. You know, once every once in a while for a big game when there's good players playing or highly touted players, you know, the whole city will come out to watch the game and everybody wants to see it. So this was a big game because it was just so controversial, me leaving the team and so on and so forth. So my, my minor hockey coach was Martin Ross, who goes by Chico. He still coaches now. In the GTHL, he runs the Toronto Toronto Professional Hockey School. So I remember when I was a kid going to school, you had Daryl Sittler, all the Leafs come by, Nick Kiprios, all of them come by. So Johnny Bauer, God bless him, Johnny Bauer used to come by. So he's coaching the team, and before the game, we're in the room. Remember, I'm playing for the reps. We're like the last-place team in the league. So I just went from one of the top teams in Toronto Red Wings to one of the last-place teams. And he goes, PK, it's your old team. I, I got to see what you got for us. Anyway, long story short, the whole Toronto's in there watching. I go out and I think I get four goals and an assist. Nice. Beat them five nothing. 
five nothing, and I think I scored a goal every single way, like you know, backhand, snapshot, coast to coast. You know, it was it was uh, that was probably my best minor hockey performance, and it was just that was like the first time there was that much pressure. Like the, the whole city of, was there, like everybody in the hockey world was there to watch, and uh, yeah, I put on a show. So I don't know if that's where it started for me. <laughs> that's amazing. Incredible. Imagine that. Eight years old. There's trades involved. <laughs> Back money, stuff. money on the board against your former team at eight years old. PK was destined five to nothing. be five nothing. Five nothing points. Uh, you know, five points and a five nothing win. Unreal. That's that's a great story. Really good one. We're chatting with PK Subban, former NHLer and uh, ESPN hockey analyst. You're also down at the All Star break this past uh, this past weekend and. Look, I, I gotta be honest. I, I was expecting Mitch Marner to light the place on fire when he had his breakaway challenge. Kind of flubbed what was going on there. I, do you know what he was supposed to do on that breakaway? Because I don't think what happened was the initial uh, plan there. Well, I, I said it when I don't know if you guys were watching when I had had to demonstrate the fastest skater. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Yeah. When I skated around the ice, you guys remember what I said towards the end of it. I said, half of it's how you look, America, right before we went to commercial break. <laughs> so true. And I meant it. It does not matter what you do. Half of it's how you look. If you look good, then it's going to be great reviews. Because the way I look, Mitch Marner was one of the best-looking guys in the All-Star. When he came out with the white suit, his skates were unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I told him that he should be auctioning those skates off. And if I wasn't a hockey player, I can't be a super fan, but if I, if I was a fan, just a normal fan, I would go and buy those skates because I saw them close up and personal. And I told them, I said, Mitchie, like, why aren't you wearing these in games? You should be wearing these in games and auctioning them off because, you know, he's such an amazing talent and player. I think that, you know what, in the skills competition, you got to remember, it's tough, too, going back and forth with commercial breaks and co- coordinating things especially skits like that. You know what I mean? Uh, but he, he surely looked good going in there. And the judges, I think the judges were just way too tough. The judges <laughs> were harsh. Yeah, they were. I was like, wow. They were very, very harsh. I think I had a bigger issue with the judges than what Mitch Marner did uh, during the, uh, the skills competition. He looked, he looked amazing in the suit. I love the fact that he brought that energy to it. So, And like I said, half of it's how you look. So he looked good. He did look good. I, I want to see, like, you, you brought it up. I'm not hitting on him. I'm not hitting on him by any means. I'm just saying he good. <laughs> oh, man, you get those nice white pants. Like, he was just all white. Look. He was decked out. He was great. But to your point, we had talked about this last week when he brought out those skates in practice. And I said, that would be, like, the NHL needs to capitalize on this. And maybe the way that NBA players have their sneaker deals, like, if the NHL players could somehow make that a thing, a way for, you know, guys to get more branding money and have those skates. Like you said, I'm sure there's a bunch of 10, 11 year old kids who would have loved to get those skates as a birthday present, a Christmas present. Like, yeah. wow, I got the new Marner twos or something, the T- Marner Toronto skylines, something like that. Like, I feel like that is something that could definitely, uh, you know, just, I feel like that would work if the NHL could just do something like that. Well, here's, here's what I'm thinking. You know, I uh, I remember for the Winter Classic game in uh, when we had played in 2016. I believe it was 2000. Was it 2016? Yes, I played in the Winter Classic against uh, Boston at Gillette Stadium when I was playing for Montreal, and I had made a custom pair of skates based on 
um, the history and, and what skates looked like back then, like 100 years ago or 60, 70 years ago. And I custom made them with CCM, and I went out and I played with them. And I did that for charity, but also because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to play in a game like that. You want to create some type of memory. Anyway, we ended up going out and pumping them. And I remember it was like like the energy around the skate was like, oh, like there goes PK. Like, why is he doing that? And it's like we got to really get rid of that attitude in hockey. Completely like, it, agree. It's, yeah. it's, it's just it's so annoying. Like, it's so annoying. It's counterproductive. Uh, you know what it's almost like? It's almost like that cool kid in school. Because he's cool, people just hate on him. Because he's doing his own thing, people just hate because they can't do it. Yeah. And it's just like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta uplift people in the game when they're trying to do things and they're trying to show their personality. And they, as long as they're good team guys and they're 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 showing up to practice on time, they're committed to the team. You know, they're doing all of those things. Let them do what they want to do. If guys want to be creative with their equipment and create their own brand, and do, let them do it. As long as they're performing on the ice, and not even performing on the ice, as long as they're good people and they're good to their teammates and they're not doing anything, keeping their nose clean off the ice and not getting themselves into trouble, I don't see any issue with it. And I love the fact that's why I made it a point to go up to Mitch and talk to him about his skates because I'm like, dude, you should 100% do that because you're right. I mean, I would have loved to be able to take that skate and make it into a sneaker and be able to tell. Like, hockey needs to capitalize on and, and take some of that market um, because I, I, don't, I don't understand why. Maybe somebody's not going to be able to go out and get the Mitch Marner skate, but what if it was a shoe? Like, yeah. What if it was a shoe that looked exactly like a skate? You might wear them. So, you know, I just – I don't know. I think that there's a whole market for hockey – that I'm going to look back at, you know, 10 years from now and say, you know what, if I was playing in today's game, that maybe I would, but I'll be happy for the guys that are going to be benefiting off of it. And I hope I get to see that in my time. Yeah, it's so true. And you blaze the way for, for a lot of guys in the NHL who are able to show per, more personality now. Okay, PK, I know you got to fly, but I have to plug before you leave two rising media stars mm-hmm. in the Subban family. Reagan's killing it for us at TSN, and we were in Peterborough earlier she this is. week. Yeah, and uh, her and I were going out onto the ice, and she was announced on the way out as the most notable hockey player in her family. So you <laughs> caught a little bit of a chirp there. I, I do have to tell you. <laughs> Okay, well, you know what? Here's what I'll give Reagan. It might be the first time that I say that I'm not the best-looking Subban in hockey. That <laughs> might be the first time I say that. You know what? That okay. is fair enough. Appreciate your time, but PK. You know what? Hold on. Hold on. I'm, he- I'm sure she hears that a lot because, you know, Reagan's beautiful, but she's done a remarkable job. We're, you know, we're very proud of the work that she's done. She loves the game of hockey. She was a hell of a hockey player. I don't know if anybody really knows that yep. about her. She could play the game. This is not, you know, this is not someone who doesn't know the game. She can play the game. And, you know, very close with, with our families. And obviously I know, you know her brothers and they're my cousins. So this is family for me. So we're, we're very, very proud of, of where she's going within the game and, and the work that she's done so far. So um, kudos to Reagan and keep it going. I love it. Absolutely. Well, we really appreciate taking the time, PK. Uh, hopefully we can catch up again down the road. There's so much more storytelling that I'm sure we could get through if we can get you on again uh, at some point. But we appreciate the time, and uh, good luck with the Craft Hockeyville initiative, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it.
There he goes. B.K. Subban, former NHLer, and um, doing an initiative with Craft Hockeyville. Uh, nominations for this year's Craft Hockeyville now open until February 19th. The 2023 Grand Prize winner will receive a $250,000 for arena upgrades, a chance to host an NHL preseason game and win the coveted title of Craft Hockeyville. For more information and to nominate a community visit, uh, crafthockeyville.ca.